Welcome back to A Bit of Fun with Emily. It's me, your host, Emily. I am glad you're here. If you've been around since the beginning, it is really good to see you. Thanks for coming back. If you're new, welcome. This is a safe space where I talk about pop culture that really has no relevance to anything. I also like to throw in random stories about myself. And you, dear listener, get the chance to hear about a weird girl who likes movies too much. Maybe you're weird too. We can be weird friends. Today, we're talking about another one of my all-time favorites. I've I've watched the movie easily 150 times and have seen it twice on Broadway. It is one of my favorite movie musicals, so it had to be discussed during season three, as that's what we're talking about. And you'll get to hear me talk about all of that a little more with a very special guest who I was so excited to have on the podcast with me. But first, a spoiler-filled walkthrough of the movie, because that is how we start here at A Bit of Fun with Emily. So a quick rundown. The year is... 1899. The place is New York City. The guy is Christian Bale, so OBS, this is going to be a good time. We've got Bale as Jack Kelly, a rough and tumble newsboy for the world, run by one Joseph Pulitzer, who isn't exactly a great singer or dancer, not Pulitzer, Jack Kelly, Christian Bale, but we love him anyway. He's the kind of de facto leader of the ragtag band of newsies, a, a group of loudmouthed, hardworking gents who exaggerate the headlines to sell papes. On the city streets. So one day, Jack teams up with the new kid, Davy, and his little brother, Les, because nothing sells papes like a little kid who can turn on the puppy dog eyes and then toss in a feeble <coughs> or two. And for the first time, though, Jack gets to see what a real family is like. He's kind of been on his own for a long time. You never really find out what happened to Jack or his family, but there's nobody around. So he, he really enjoys seeing what a family is like. Kind of makes him sad, though. He keeps talking about wanting to run away to Santa Fe. There's a great song with that. Uh, but Davy and Les are selling papers to help their family while their father recovers from an accident. But what's wonderful is they, they make space for him at their table. So they invite him over for dinner. Mom and dad welcome him in. And so he gets to see what a family's all about. But now it's time for the conflict. That's all the, the kind of sweet stuff. Friendships being made. Families being met. So Pulitzer goes and raises the price of papes by a lousy tenth of a cent because the world is in financial stress. And so instead of pay cuts at the top, does this sound familiar? He sticks it to the working boys in New York City, making it even more difficult for them to get ahead to, to make any kind of money, especially since they have to eat whatever they don't sell at the end of the day. So Jack then goes from simple newsboy to union former slash leader rallying the newsies to speak out against the pay raise and stopping any scabs who cross the picket line. Their strike draws the attention of a local journal journalist, um, our man Denton, who gets them their own headline. So then they become Kings in New York for just a brief second, but Pulitzer isn't going to take the strike laying down. He sends in Snyder, the warden of a local children's refuge, to go after Jack. Snyder is all too happy to oblige since Jack wounded his pride once upon a time by escaping from the refuge. So the warden and the coppers storm into a rally that the newsies are holding at the theater of Miss Meta Larkin, a scantily clad entertainer who has taken in Jack a time or two in completely chased way, of course, in the past. <laughs> the newsies are arrested, but Denton steps up and pays their bail, all except Jack, who is headed back to the refuge until he's 21. But Pulitzer has other plans for the union leader. He offers Jack a deal. The charges against Jack will be wiped clean, and he'll be free as long as he crosses his own picket line. The offer also comes with some cash. So now 
Jack is kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. He has money in his pocket, real money for the first time in his life. He has the chance of freedom without having to look over his shoulder. But then he is also betraying everybody that he has called family, the friendships and and the trust that he has built with the Newsies. If he, if he does this, he's just crushing all of that. Um, Davy, his right hand man, is beside himself angry when he does this. So, spoiler alert: Jack crosses that picket line. Davy is furious, but eventually forgives him when Jack steps in to save him from getting a beating by two thugs who also work for Pulitzer, thus voiding the deal. So the deal is voided now. Plan B, go find our man Denton for some advice. Denton had written an inspiring article that didn't get published about how Pulitzer and fellow newspaper owner William Randolph Hearst need to put an end to the strike so that it doesn't spread to all the working kids in New York City. That's when our little band of heroes decide um, to do just that, create their own newspaper and get it to every kid in every sweatshop across the city, asking them to stand with them for change. Spoiler, the plan works. Pulitzer is forced to concede for his own self-interest. Jack gets a pardon from the governor, Teddy Roosevelt. Snyder goes to jail for his crimes against children and all we will believe live happily ever after. Jack does not, in fact, go to Santa Fe, which is a little bit of a bummer. You'll hear my guest and I talk about that a little bit. Um, and he does get the girl, though. He ends up smooching Davy's sister, Sarah. So there is that, I guess. The end. You need to go watch it. That That's about as good as I could do briefly. And that felt too brief at times. Um, but, you know, we're going with it. We're going with it. A few interesting tidbits before we get to the fun conversation. So Christian Bale, and you'll hear us talking about this in the conversation too, never had any interest in doing a musical, and he didn't even realize it was a musical when he accepted the role. And then all of a sudden they're singing and dancing. It's like, oh, I don't know about this, but he finally was like, whatever, I'm here, let's do it. Max Casella, who plays Racetrack Higgins, you might also know him from Doogie Howser, Once Upon a Day, uh, was so excited about starring in his first major motion picture that he lived at the Los Angeles Public Library researching the role. Don't you love that? Oh my goodness. Let's throw in some more library factoids. I don't think there's any more, but there should always be a library fact. So Casella, Bale, and the rest of the principal cast of kids spent 10 weeks training in singing, dancing, gymnastics, and martial arts for the musical numbers. Louise Bale, Christian Bale's sister, originally had a song of her own, uh, but she only ended up appearing briefly, grabbing Meta, who was played by Anne Margaret, after a racetrack was punched at the riot. So when they're in the rally and Meta is performing, and then the coppers and Snyder storm in. Um, you can see Louise Bale grab Meta and try to pull her out of the way. Jack purposely stood out in dark colors, contrasting with the other newsies in brown. His character was the one person who had a touch of red about him. Well, I thought that was kind of interesting. Newsies was the first film to shoot at the reconstructed New York City backlot at Universal Studios, which has had been destroyed by a fire that caused $25 million worth of damage in November of 1990. Um, Francis Ford Coppola wanted the Newsy set for his upcoming production of Bram Stoker's Dracula, which came out in 92. Unfortunately for him, the sets built were Disney's property. Universal Studios ended up charging Disney for anything they took away from the lot, leading Disney to leave most of the work behind, including the World Press Building. 
This, this is a hard fact to stomach. The budget for the film was an estimated $15 million, but it only made a little over 2,800,000 worldwide at the box office. So it was, it was a big flop, big flop. Despite its disappointing performance at the box office, Bale, for one, recognized the passion of Newsies fans back in 97, long before Disney did. He, quote, said, you say something bad about Newsies and you have an awful lot of people to answer to. I love that. Yes, you do, Mr. Bale. Yes, you do. Um, again, instead of going through the rest of my usual spiel, I get to share a fun conversation I had with another amazing librarian and musical lover. Suzanne Walker is the life of the party. Not only is she a passionate librarian who works for the state of Indiana, um, she is also a diehard Newsies fan and a friend of the podcast. Fair warning, my voice sounds horrible in this conversation. I was going through a bout of laryngitis, but yes, I promise that is actually me. So here we go. Here's my conversation with Suzanne. I'm really sorry about your voice. Do you still want to okay. do that? Yeah, no, it's fine. It goes okay. in and out. It'll be okay. okay. All right. Okay. People can still understand me. So are you ready? We can just dive into the questions. I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. So are you a musical fan or is your enth enthusiasm just kind of cornered right to newsies? Well, I think it would be really interesting to find someone who was totally obsessed with newsies and was not a musical <laughs> fan. I think you'd be hard pressed to find that person. Probably. Probably. I am a musical fan through and through. I have loved musicals ever since I was a child. My, um, my first musical that I ever saw was here at Clues Memorial Hall in Indianapolis, and I saw Cats, and I started crying as soon as the orchestra started playing, <laughs> because I knew the record, the record, you know, uh, front and back, and I was just delighted to see those cats on that stage. So yes, I've been a huge, huge uh, musical fan for just ever. Clues was my first stage production too I saw Annie and we were sitting up way in the nosebleed section like the third or fourth tier and they my parents had brought me binoculars oh. we were going to be far from the stage but I was so little I didn't realize you could adjust binoculars oh no so I pressed them as hard as I could to my face and ended up with black eyes oh I my god well, I would have done that for Annie too. I'm so glad that you mentioned Annie because Annie was really the first musical that I ever loved. Yes. And I'm, I was four when I think it came out maybe, or four when I remember seeing it. And, um, my mom got me a little Annie dress oh, when I was no. a kid. I had a wig, I had an <laughs> Annie wig and I would sit at the end of the driveway and sing dumb dog to the entire neighborhood. I, I mean, I had, it. I was just a singing maniac when I was little <laughs> and I loved Annie. That was probably what started my love of musicals actually was Annie. It is my top. It is my favorite, my ultimate favorite. Mm, it, it was my so movie good. as a kid. I probably, I just wore out that VHS tape and it has stuck with me. It, it just holds up. I don't, it's, <laughs> holds up it's so well. Yes. It's so good. Did you see the new one? I did not see it. Mm. Um, I have it taped. I'm going to watch it eventually. I just haven't okay. watched it. All right. Yeah. Did you watch I it? I did see it. Um, I liked it, but of course it's different. <laughs> different. Right. Yeah. So but that's always the hard thing when some, with something that you love, when they update it or 
make it new. You're like, mm, no, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. nice. There were, there were parts of it that I thought were really, really sweet. And I like how they kind of updated the look. And I thought some of the casting was really, really good, you know? So, yeah. I mean, when I was little, I remember seeing Aileen Quinn who played Annie in the original movie. Uh-huh. I remember seeing her like on a talk show and she was maybe just a couple years older and she was playing Jax and she was like, yeah, I love to play Jax. And I was like, oh my God, I mean, Quentin loves to play Jax. I just, it was amazing to like get a glimpse into her real life. Um, yeah. yeah, totally obsessed. Totally obsessed. Well, when did your love of Newsies begin? So I love this question and I was trying to think of when I saw it for the first time and I can't even remember, but I must have seen it in the movie theater and I must have walked out of that theater completely obsessed because for Christmas that year, my mother got me the soundtrack. And it's kind of a funny story because she had some friends who worked for the newspaper and they got an advanced copy of the soundtrack And they went and saw the movie and they hated it. And they just gave her the soundtrack. They were like, here, we do not want it. And mom kind of gave it to me for Christmas. as sort of a like, uh, like a last minute thing. And I opened it up and just started sobbing. And I remember this, (laughs) like, I remember opening that CD and being like, mom, this is the best Christmas ever. And I uh, listened to it so much. Um, I don't have the CD anymore, but I also have this. I don't know if you can see this. What is that? So this is a movie. So for those of you that are listening along, this is a tie-in movie book of Newsies. I did not know there was such a thing. There was. It was published in 1992 and it's got great stills from the show. Uh, There's the Delancey brothers. Um, and I'm sure that I read the heck out of it because the pages are falling out. Um, you know, so I've got this tie in movie novel. And then this is the other thing I have to show you, which is super embarrassing. Is that a picture? It's a picture of, of the, the television <laughs> of who, which character is that it? Spot Conlon. It's Spot Conlon. We'll talk about Spot more <laughs> later. But so my love of Newsies started when I'm pretty sure we saw it in the movie theater and I loved it right out of the gate and getting, getting the, um, the soundtrack just solidified it for me. Totally. Absolutely. I grew up with brothers who did not appreciate my movie tastes and I fell in love with Newsies and they hated it and made oh. fun of me. And so, and I only really watched it when it was on TV, which if you watch it on TV, there's songs that are missing. And so oh. when I finally got the DVD, I was like, what is this song? It was like a whole new movie That's for me. That's amazing. Like, Wait a second, medicine. Uh, this is great. Yeah. So I grew up with sisters and I am familiar with this whole thing that people love newsies and people hate newsies. Mm-hmm. And I have this theory that people were not ready for such exuberant boy joy. Yes right? When it came out in the, in the Mm nineties, they weren't ready for just like dancing and singing boys. And I have read some critiques that like, there were actually girl newsies and they could have had women be like part of that troupe. Yeah. But I also can see like, let's just celebrate dancing boys and do that, you know? 
So my sisters and I, we were big, huge fans. And <laughs> we were also our own mini dancing troupe because we grew up in like a tap dancing family. Oh, nice. I grew up, I grew up in a tap dancing family with my sisters. And I was very jealous because my little sister actually got to dance to one of the songs from Newsies in a like competition and she got to dress up like a Newsie and I was jealous. Did she of that. teach you the dance? No. Oh, she didn't. <laughs> um, but I'm sure she she definitely has a video of it. And if I wanted her to teach it to me today, she she would. She would do it. <laughs> you she could teach you too if you wanted to learn, you know. I I have thought my sister-in-law does tap dancing and I have zero rhythm. And I'm like, <laughs> Abby, how much patience do you have? Because there's some dances from musicals that I would just love how to know how to do, but I don't know yeah. if anybody has that much patience. So nah. All right. The big question. Are you a Spot Conlon fangirl or a Jack Kelly fangirl? Yeah, totally. Spot Conlon. All right. So here's where it gets really embarrassing. So I loved Spot Conlon. He was my he was my Gabriel Damon is Mm -hmm. the actor who played him. And he was my biggest celebrity crush of my whole life, except for maybe Kurt Cameron. I was really into Kurt Cameron as a child. And now I'm pretty much into Stanley Tucci because he's a very sexy (laughs) man. And my husband looks a lot like him, which is very (laughs) convenient. So there's that. But um, I loved Spot Conlon so much that I took lots of photos of the TV. And the uh, most embarrassing thing is that I used to write in my diary and pretend like he had moved next door. So he was like my imaginary friend, boyfriend. Growing up. I so I, I loved Spot Conlon and I don't know really what it was about him other than that he was super scrappy mm-hmm. and, you know, he had all those great lines about Brooklyn and he had such a swagger about him. And, um, you know, I love, uh, who's the guy who played Jack Kelly? <laughs> Jim Bale. <laughs> I love him, of course, Christian Bale. Um, He's great. I loved him in Little Women so much when Mm -hmm. he played Laurie and he's been, you know, he's a fantastic actor and you might, you'll probably get into this later, but um, isn't there, did he not know that Newsies was a musical when they hired Christian Bale? I can't, I, I haven't done my lazy internet. Okay. All right. I'm excited. I'll have to find that out. You might find that out and listeners, you know, um, I, I, you'll maybe you can try to confirm that Christian Bale did not know that it was a musical when he was hired to be in it so he hasn't done you know. one since has he I can't think of another musical either. don't think so don't think so I don't know if he was a wasn't his cup or, of tea. Yeah. right exactly yeah so I'm I'm spot Conlon all the way I have to admit I loved spot too Hugh I liked spot over Jack but I for the longest time thought his last name was Collins and oh. so then when I finally I was like Oh, it's Conlon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That changes things. Yeah. Well, I knew it was Spot Conlon because um, I did what internet research I could do back in the 90s <laughs> when there was no internet. Um, I remember cutting there. I, I had like a teen magazine. I don't remember what it was. And they ran a little piece about him. And oh, I cut that out and kept it forever. And I just found it on the internet tonight. Oh, and it's awesome. this little like, you know, uh-huh. Gabriel Damon, what does he do? <laughs> Who is he? And I was like, oh, this is mine forever. And it had an address where you could write to his agent. Oh. And I know that I did. Oh, and it yes. was probably psychotic because I did not hear back. Oh. So. That's too bad, but you have that memory. If Gabriel Damon is listening, I'm your biggest fan. (laughs) Okay. Do you have a favorite song? 
this is a hard one Mm -hmm. and I'm going to cheat a tiny bit. So song, I love carrying the banner, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a fun life carrying the banner through it all. You know, I love that. It opens the whole show. I think it even closes the show like the reprieve does. Um, So I love that for the singing and the general just energy. It's such a great song, but my favorite song for choreography is King of New York. Yeah, I agree. I love King of New York. Um, And the choreography in that number is amazing. They're in the restaurant. Um, There's this one scene where the boys are standing on the floor and then they leap three feet up to stand on tables. Yes. How does that even happen? Like, try it. You'll uh-huh. injure yourself. You know, like you have to be a very professional dancer to be able to leap that high and not fall and kill yourself. And then, you know, they grab onto the ceiling fan and mm-hmm. spin around. They have the thing where they're leaning in the chairs, Havana cigars with the man, you know, or whatever goes Saturday night with the man's daughter. It's so good. And the line about, well, see, that's a great song too. Tomorrow they may wrap dishes in it, but I was a star for one whole minute. You know, and it's the tap dance number, mm-hmm. which is yeah. why I think I love it. So I'm a huge fan, Emily. Huge fan. I know. I love it. I agree that for choreography, it's my favorite. The one I sing the most though is Santa Fe. Mm. And again, that was one that they cut part of it in TV and it's extended on the DVD. I was like, he's riding a horse. When did he get on a horse? (laughs) But the horse scene is hilarious. You know, like he he, like grabs that horse from this um, random like carnival man sort of behind him. And of course they would have had horses back then. Like that made total sense. Um, but I love the guy. I love the line. Cause the man says like, Hey, you get back here. Hey, that's my horse. You know, I love that line. When I was yeah. talking to, um, my husband about talking to you about the songs, I was like, what's your favorite song? And he said, well, there's only one that I can even think of. And it was Santa Fe. Okay, yep. And I think, Maybe it's because of the big sweeping, like Santa Fe, you know. And I actually went to Santa Fe for a library conference. I yes, that. I'm a librarian. And while I was in Santa Fe, I sang that nonstop to anyone who would listen. My parents yeah. keep planning trips out west, and I'm like, "Can you take me to Santa Fe?" Santa and they're Fe, like, "Why?" I was like, "Because I just want to sing in the streets. We can be there exactly. for an hour. That is fine." Yes. Well, but you I know, I think it's I think it's worth a visit. Uh-huh. Um, they have Meow Wolf, which is this crazy art installation, art museum. Um, they are tiny. Santa Fe is a small city, but like there's a ton of history there and yep. it's pretty cool. Like Jack was right. <laughs> Go there, you know. He wants space, not just air. Let him laugh. Right. You can care. get that there. Yeah. Yeah. I and remember I, when you posted pictures and I was like, she's in Santa Fe. I hope she's singing. <laughs> I'm so glad you got that Newsies connection. I will say um, I, that was, oh, I'm actually looking at a note that I have on the wall up here. And it's a note of things that like, I want to do in the future. And it says travel back to Santa Fe with my husband. (laughs) So Uh I want to take my husband to Santa Fe. So that's pretty funny. Yeah. All right. Last question. Have you seen the Broadway musical? I have. Have you seen the Broadway musical? I have. Yes. Okay. So I have feelings about it. Yes. What are your feelings? So my, my, my main qualm, I have a qualm is I did not like how they handled Spot Conlon's character. 
I, okay. Yep. They make him into this sort of stereotypical muscle man. Like they give him fake muscles. <laughs> and I did not like that at all because in the movie, you know, he's skinny as a rail and he's, they kind of make him out to be this bully that kids are really afraid of. And I felt like they did that in the movie, but they were doing it in a much more subtle way. And in the movie, it's like, we respect Spot so much. And they left out his charm. It it was the respect and the charm that he, like he could almost talk his way into and out of things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And so in the musical, that was the thing that I, that's the thing I remember about it. Like, I, I think the dancing was probably really great. Was there an extra song? Um, there is, well, they change it because, um, her daughter mm-hmm. is the, is the love interest instead of the sister. Instead of David's sister. Yeah, instead of, instead of Sarah. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Which I thought actually made a little more sense. And then there's a song between the two of them, mm-hmm. but, but I agree you, about spot. Yeah. I guess you need that for a Broadway musical, mm-hmm. but you can see like, that's how obsessed I am with Spot Conlon. I did not remember <laughs> that part. I just remembered that they made him into like a caricature and I did not enjoy that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, it was my first trip to New York city and we had gone to see my friend and I had gone to see a different show. And while we were there, we're like, we're here. We need to go see something else. And she's like, what do you want to see? I was like, newsies. She's ah, like, oh, you're so okay, lucky. That quick. And oh, so we, that's we got tickets and I'm sitting there and she's like, you're like, vibrating are you okay I was like I am so excited and then I was like I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this without singing and making a scene and the man next to me started to sing I was like this feels like it's fair game he's singing I'm going to sing and so I was sitting on the edge of the seat just singing and I was like you need to calm down ah well Emily I'm so glad that you're such a huge fan I didn't know this love it I love it so much so it's, uh, it's Annie and Newsies. Those will be my lifelong favorite. We have that in total mm-hmm. common, commonality, you know, <laughs> and I listen to your podcast a lot and it's very common that I'm like, Emily, we are the same, you know, <laughs> same thoughts. Annie well, if I have, if my brothers are getting on me about my movie taste, I'll just get in contact with you then so that I Do. can have that, that gratification of no uh, other people like this. Yep. I will, I will gratify your musical love from <laughs> here until, you know, till some enchanted evening far away. So, oh, there we go. Look at that. See, did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> Look at all those musicals. What we need to do then is play on like a librarian newsies flash mob somewhere where we all come dressed as newsies and start okay. singing and dancing. I'm there. I wonder I how said, many of I wonder how many of us there are. I don't know. There has to be some. I know there's some at my library. So we've got at least five. Okay. Five can it's make a, start. a flash mob. Yeah, for it's sure. For sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so yeah. much for coming on and talking to me about that. Uh, it was a complete joy. I feel honored to be part of it. Thank you so much, Emily. You're welcome. Thank you, Suzanne, for letting me steal your time to talk about Newsies. And thank you so much for listening. Really, it is so appreciated. If you haven't already, uh, I, I hope you subscribe so we can keep going on this journey together. And if you've got the time, it would be awesome if you could rate and review so that other individuals who like you know, random conversations about pop culture with someone who doesn't really know what they're talking about can join in on the fun as well. Or if you want to share the podcast, that would be awesome too. I I post about it just about everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, um, sometimes on Twitter, (laughs) not all the time. Sometimes I forget that, but you can just share it with other people and that would be cool. 
You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at at GnomeGirlM and on Facebook as a bit of fun with Emily. I don't post a lot, but I do reserve Wednesdays as the perfect day for asking impossible questions. And this past Wednesday, I did post a question about the newsy. So if you missed that, go look that up. But go have yourself a bit of fun today. And I will see you next time. Thank you.